It's this idea that when you have a role model who's doing it or showing you that it's possible, it makes it a hundred times more feasible for you. And that's scientific, a hundred. That number is very scientific, (laughs) folks. Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I like my honey crisp apples sliced real thin. I'm Jason, and I'm shadowboxing. For some reason, we're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more at locationindie.com. We talk about location independence, travel, and all that good stuff. Trav, where's the Apple comment coming in? Have you been indulging? In- I Heather bought a bag of 10 pounds or 15 pounds of Honeycrisp apples the other day. Yeah. And there's only two of us. Honeycrisps are fantastic. They are. It was a great deal. It was a family pack and it was like, it was a great deal. And we actually have gone through them all because I've been eating a ton of apples. Um, and when you get a good Honeycrisp, I used to be uh, a Granny Smith guy. Now I don't love that tart Granny Smith as much. I like no. the Honeycrisp. But Jay, what I don't like is any more really is eating apples like just biting into them I, I i'm not sure why you know you get the little skin in your teeth and stuff like that so now i slice up my apples before i eat them and i just like really thin slices i just mm. throw them You're in my mouth i don't know I just, see i uh i i bite right in and i i slap a ton of peanut butter on there man i love the peanut butter and apple snack and honey crisps i mean they're like i can't get those very often in norway i don't even they're they're tough to get but um they are like the you know, I mean, you got you got your Granny Smiths or whatever that are back in uh, in Coach, and then you go up oh, to yeah. to business class, and there there you're getting your Honeycrisp apples. Yeah, Honeycrisp are like the <laughs> king or queen of the apple world, right? I mean, are there more expensive apples? Not that you can readily get here in the states. Honeycrisp are always like, I, you know, I buy apples it's like three bucks an apple, where all the other apples are like one buck an apple or less. And I, but they're so I don't know, they, I, they're worth it. They're good. How about them apples? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, sorry. Apples. Uh, what are we talking about today? We have a we have a topic. Yeah, we do have a topic. topic. One that I've wanted to chat with you about for a while because you uh, ran into a gal and had a put a podcast out about retiring early. Maybe maybe the best advice I can say is don't buy Honeycrisp, only buy Granny Smith. Right? Then you save <laughs> money. Um, but about retiring early and kind of the mindset around. A, well, a, the mindset around it, B, some strategies to do it. Now, we're not a financial podcast, so we'll just give you some overview of the strategies, not like really nitty-gritty details, um, but we can point you in the right direction to some resources that do a great job doing it. And then just this idea, I want to talk about the idea of retirement and how it seems to be a much different thing with the newer generations than the older generation, that probably has to do with the fact that people are not just working the same job and working up, you know, to a certain thing and then hoping to retire. You know, it's a little different now, and especially different with people who are location independent, running their own businesses, because it it means something totally different. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is an important thing for everybody. We're going to get into why. I'm going to get into why. Yeah, I did this meetup with our buddy Matt over at moneylab.co and um, Mr. Money Mustache. Also, roastycoffee.com and (laughs) streamuniversity.com and and various other... About a thousand websites that Matt runs. (laughs) Various other websites. Um, Mr. Money Mustache, who's like a big early retirement guy, and Anita, who runs this website called The Power of Thrift. And if you want to hear my interview with Anita, you can listen to the Zero to Travel podcast. When this goes out, I think it will have published a week ago. Um, We talked about some awesome stuff there, so she dives deep. But she's essentially a 30-something who is retired and traveling the world as a retired person. And, you know, after kind of hanging with these guys for a bit and interviewing Anita and thinking about this, like the first thing I want to talk about is the mindset behind early retirement. Cause this is one of those things, Trav, and like I know you get emails like this, and I, I actually just use this as an example in the show. I could use another one, but um, you know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast, and like this happens with all of us. Like I didn't know what the term location independence was until somebody introduced it to me, and then I was like, oh wow, that's like a thing you can do. That's cool. Now I can go after that. Yeah, putting um, a name on a on a on a this amorphous idea. Yeah, and another thing uh, that's probably a little more, or le- I should say, less sort of, I don't know, esoteric a- is the right abstract. word. But yeah, is travel. You know, I, I get emails from people that sometimes they had, they'd like traveled when they were younger and they got into like a corporate job or something. And now listening to the podcast, like though they've mentioned like your podcast, my podcast, they get inspired and they didn't realize, oh, like you can actually travel long term and you don't have to just do it on vacation and all this stuff. So it's like this idea is not to steal a term from location indie where we teach in one of our online business trainings, but it's like this hidden in plain sight thing, right? And I realized that, holy crap, I was totally boxing myself in with the idea that, and first of all, let's define retirement because one of the important distinctions I want to make is that we're not saying you can, you can retire and not work. It's like choosing not to work, but you can work if you want to. We love the work we do. So I'm not saying, oh, retire so I don't have to work. But the idea is that you have enough money in the bank that you can do the things you want to do and you don't have to work if you don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I think, to. again, everything we're trying to teach with this lifestyle and, and ha- help you work towards and, and push people towards is the choice. The more choices you get to make over your life, the better. And so location independence, again, we get a lot of people saying, well, I don't want to be nomadic. I love my home. I like my hometown. I have a family, this and that. I, you know, and we say, yeah, that, you know, I, I, we understand why that's a common misconception. Is that location independent? Because the other term that's connected to that a lot is digital nomad, right? So nomad means uh, you're not being somewhere. But really what we try to distill it down to is like, you can choose to be at home. You can choose to be in Thailand. You can choose to be at your local library. You can choose to be at a coffee shop. You can work from anywhere, but you choose. And that's the same thing you're talking about retirement. It's like, you don't have to work. You certainly don't have to work at a job you don't want. You certainly don't have to work for someone else, but you can choose to do that if you want. You could choose to work for someone else. You could choose to stay at your job, or you could choose to start your own thing, or you could choose to literally do nothing and actually retire and not work. But it's your choice. Yeah. And after talking with Anita and just hanging out with 
these guys and these people that are in sort of this, it's almost like a little scene, like the location indie scene is for us, right? This whole early retirement deal is like a thing, you know, that people write about, they talk about. And I just got to thinking like this whole idea, Trav, like why wouldn't we make that a goal? Like why wouldn't we focus some energy on that, right? And what I come to realize is as I've gone through and thought about this a little more, the values that we have are completely aligned with the early retirement values, if you think about it, because the whole movement's really about, a lot of it's about stripping down, you know, being minimal, like riding your bike everywhere, you know, not spending money on like not being a consumer, you know, just to buy ridiculous things and wasting money on stuff when you could actually be spending money on, you know, things that matter or maybe not spending money and like, you know, making your own jam or whatever, like things that like are very human, natural things to do. And maybe some of it goes to the extreme of like, you know, thriftiness. And I, I should preface this whole thing by saying when I started really getting my head around this, the one thing I kind of committed to if I was going to go down this path of like, hey, why don't I at least try to set myself up to be in the position to do this? Um, I'm not going to do it at the at the expense of like travel, which is something I love. You know, I, I, like some people go to the extremes; they can retire early, and and that's fine. But I I think there's a a balance there where well, it's you a can, continuum, right? And yeah. like anything, it's we did our podcast on minimalism. Which shout out to uh, a few of the people, Dave and. I think Miles and I think Miles and Moxie. A few people actually said they loved the minimalism one, which was great because we didn't. I mean, we've gotten great feedback from that. So if you haven't listened, go listen to that. If you liked it, thank you for the uh, letting us know. You can always let us know that you like stuff. Um, but it is. It's like you don't have to be the most extreme example, like you said. Some people are going to be way more extreme. Some people are going to be less extreme. You have to find where you fit. But setting the intention and starting, and once you start at like, okay, I'm going to cut this back. Then you say, oh, that that, that worked. Now instead, you know, I, now I'm going to get rid of this and this and this and this with minimalism. And same thing here. You're going to save at this. Maybe you start by saying, I'm only going to save on groceries in the beginning because I'm not going to whatever, buy this type of thing because it's too expensive. And then all of a sudden you're saving and you're like, I should save on some clothing, you know, or, or vice versa. Yeah. So well, I get I what you're saying. Think- it's, it's a continuum and, and you don't have to box yourself in the other way as well, right? You don't have to box you and say, right. I can never spend money and have fun because I'm going to retire early because then what's the point? You got to find that sweet spot. Well, the worst case scenario too, if you think about it, because a lot of this is focused on, you know, figuring out your finances, getting like an overall assessment, understanding what's going and what's coming out, like all this boring crap that I I don't want to do. Like I don't want to like track my budgets or like have a spreadsheet for everything and like write down every cent I spend. But like this is part of sort of what you have to do to do this. But when you do that, or even if you're exploring it as an option, the funny thing is saving money is never a bad thing. So I mean, more money for travel too, right? I mean, it's not like it all kind of goes hand in hand. And we've already proven that travel's not expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive. You know, it depends on how you travel. If you travel right, you're not going to spend a lot of extra money on travel too. So I do think you can have these, um, these two goals that are running parallel to each other. You can have a life filled with travel and you can also save for retirement. In fact, one would argue that being a digital nomad or being location independence is a way to expedite your early retirement. This isn't something we even talked about, but you could move. Uh, one of the big strategies is moving to a place where the cost of living is like, you know, 80% less than where you are, and you can save way more money. Well, and, and it, this does, and, you know, first 
pops to my mind is like, you know, Southeast Asia, Thailand, or like Central America like that. It doesn't even mean that you have to go internationally. I mean, if you do, the savings are even greater and the lifestyle might be better. But, you know, a, a lot of people, and I know uh, the Mr. Money Mustache community and all, a lot of people are living out in Colorado. Not that Colorado is the cheapest place ever, but, you know, if you're coming from a city and you're living out in like the suburbs, or even if you're saying, I still want a city and I'm moving from New York to Denver, I mean, come on, you're going to be able to get a Denver's four bedroom. Denver's expensive now, but. Yeah, but, you know, relatively, yeah, I mean, you, you, right? But you I mean, move to like, like a buddy of mine bought a house with cash in, uh, in Minnesota on right. a lake, you know, and it's like, that's where his family's from, and it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, but um, well, I don't know exactly where it is, but I think it's... I, I shouldn't it's said in Minnesota. It. It's right? in Minnesota so it's, somewhere. And it's not Minneapolis, so it's and, you know, I mean, you can, you can bet that, you know, there are a lot of places in Minnesota and Iowa, if we're talking about the States or, you know, overseas where it's just like anywhere else, there are going to be places where the cost of living is less. It's less expensive. You can get more bang for your buck, whatever freaking cliche you want to use. The point is retiring early is a thing that people do. And when I realized that it was just like the same as location dependence is like, wow, this is a thing that people do. This is awesome. Like, why wouldn't I try, you know, and like location dependence, I was like, I am doing that. You know, this is like, I don't feel as confident. I'm like, you know, do, is there enough there? Like, can I make it happen? But you know what? You have to go in with confidence. Right. And it's well, the worst a goal happens, worth pursuing. And the worst thing happens yeah, when you save more money. You, you save more money and you don't retire because you didn't save enough or whatever. You know, you don't retire early, but you have way more money than if you hadn't. And I, I do think, Jay, it's, it's this idea. And then we'll get into some like real strategies and talk about some of the stuff in just a moment. But it's this idea that when you have a role model who's doing it or showing you that it's possible it makes it a hundred times more feasible for you. And that's scientific, a hundred. That number is very scientific, <laughs> folks. Um, but it is, you see someone doing it and you're like, whoa, whoa, okay. And now I've talked to that person or read their blog or listened to their podcast or whatever. They're normal. It, it takes this big picture idea, this abstract idea that you've probably heard about or thought about. It puts a name to it and it shows you people doing it. And usually those people are so adamant about it, just like we are about location independence, that they're willing to do all types of stuff to help you get there. Like you go to these resources and it's like, here's the spreadsheet that I use and here's how much you should save. It's not like they're saying, hey, I did it. Good luck. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> right. these people are obviously adamant about it and are willing to help you out because they've seen the value in it themselves, just like we are with location independence. We want to help as many people realize that goal as possible. It's an abundant abundance mentality. Like the more people are doing this, the better. So, um, yeah, Jay, I'm interested to hear because you were, you were speaking with her and, and, you know, you know a little more about this and you've gotten to dive deep with these people about how to make it work. We talked about moving somewhere cheaper, obvious, but, but, but a great idea. What are some of the other kind of nuts and bolts of all this? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of nuts and bolts, but it's not an insane amount. It, it will take work to kind of start tracking everything and stuff like that. But the uh, what seems to be the Bible for this movement, which is the thing that originally came out and sort of put it out there as a, I don't want to say as a public thing, but it got, it, it definitely raised awareness is a book called Your Money or Your Life. Your Money or Your Life. You know, it's like when they just stick up your money or your life. So yeah, I read that book and that lays out like, I think it's like nine steps that you need to take to do this, to pull this off. And a lot of the stories in the book were inspiring because all the things you might be thinking in your head right now, oh, you have to be, 
you know, a multimillionaire, you have to be like a CEO to like retire early and all this stuff. I mean, they just busted all of those myths because there were a lot of people that they use as examples in the stories that not only were working towards it, by working towards it, they were able to pay off like debts, for example, that they never thought they could. That people had like $50,000 in debt. They never thought they could pay it off within like a year or two. They had paid it off because they started paying attention to what was going out and what was coming in. But the overall strategy, I think this is what you're asking. And I talk about this in the podcast a little bit and I'm not, I'm still learning this stuff. So I, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. These are general numbers that are out there in that community, but essentially yeah, use this as a starting point, yeah. right? As a, as a jumping off point to then find more resources like There's, your money or your life. Yeah. So you take your annual spending and you multiply that depending on what you believe and, and what blogs you're reading or, you know, what your personal situation is anywhere from 20 to 50 times. That is your quote unquote retirement number. So That's the amount of money you need to save. And then there's something called the 4% rule where if you draw 4% from that annually, theoretically, um, you'll never run out of money because it's invested in certain things and it's always going to be making more than, you know, you're pulling out. So you, you'll never get to the point where you actually run out. And that's it, you know, in a very simplistic way. And you can do more like you can Google search the 4% rule or you can, I mean, at mrmoneymustache.com, we can link to it. He's got a really good uh, post that kind of lays out the 4% rule in a very simple way that's easy to understand. But the point is, it like, and I want to ask you how you feel about this, Trav. Like it's, because you like, you're like me, you like projects and you like goals and stuff like that it gives you something to shoot for. Like there's an actual, like, instead of this idea, it's just a game changer in many ways, I think. And this whole idea of like, oh, you have to do whatever you're doing perpetually forever. And that's just the way the world is. It's not because you could actually come up with a target number. And once you hit that, you can just say, okay, I'm, I'm done. And yes, there's certain things you need to do to make that happen. But that's a reality that people live. I love the idea that it gives you a target. Everyone, not everyone, people who are wired like myself and like you need a target. Like it's like, okay, you know, gamified a little, but give me a number. Don't give me something abstract. Tell me what I should be saving and how long it's going to take me to hit it if I do it. It's like, it's like paying off a mortgage or any type of loan. It's like, all right, yeah, you have 30 years, you're going to pay it off. But if you pay hundred more dollars a month, you're going to pay it off in 20, you know? And if someone gives you that number, you're like, okay, I'm just going to pay a hundred more a month. Just tell me what I need to do type thing. Um, especially when it comes to this. So just to put some numbers around that 4% rule, Jay, if you spend $50,000 a year annual spending and you times that by 25, so you said between 20 and 50%, depending on how much like you want to increase your lifestyle, right? But let's say you spend 50,000 a year and you do it by 25, 25, right? You times by 25. You're looking at $1.25 million to retire. So once you have that money in savings, once you have $1.25 million in retirement, you have that in savings, you can draw 4% from that a year, which turns out to be 50,000 because you times it by 25. So you're then taking what you need to spend out of it, right? Which you've already been spending 50,000 a year. So you're, if you kept your same lifestyle, that would work. So once you're at 1.25 million, you could take 50% out every year and you can, Re, quote unquote you retire and not make out. any money. 4%. Yeah, you take 4%, right, sorry, which is $50,000 and you wouldn't have to work anymore. So if you had that if you had that thing and you said, "Hey, I got to hit 1.25 million to retire." And all of a sudden you won the lottery for 1.25 million, boom, they retire. Now, we're not advocating uh playing lucky stuff, but 
it would give you a number, right? Like, let's say you did something and you were working a side hustle and you were making X amount of dollars, you know, a year. Or you were you were putting away that money. Um, and that, I know, that's just like, to put it in numbers. Yeah, and I know some people might be thinking, "Oh, well, that's like an insane amount of money," but it's 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 a number that you can go for, and that's you know, your you said fifty thousand. I mean, everybody's annual spending is going to be different and, and it's going to change throughout your life to me when a factor in like if you don't have kids now and then you're going to have them i'm sure your annual spending is going to go up blah 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 but the point is it's something to shoot for it's something to build around and when you bring awareness to the whole financial situation like you said what's the downside i mean you can save more money you kind of know what's going on there's uh it could be a light at the end of the tunnel. If you're looking down a long tunnel, you don't like what you're doing. Maybe there's a way to, to, to shortcut that big time. And we're prefacing this again because knowing you, knowing who we're talking to and knowing how we are, you're not doing this at the expense of, you know, traveling. We're not saying, oh, you know, wait. This is the opposite of that, what we're talking about. Because like we would be the last guys to say, wait till you retire to travel because that's, we're totally against that. That's the opposite of what we're for. So I just want to be very clear on that. Yeah, you, you tie two pe- two lifestyles together. One which says, and this is, I guess, Tim Ferriss's term, or though, is Tim Ferriss now like Albert Einstein where you don't know if something came up in this kind of niche <laughs> where you just say, oh, Tim Ferriss said this. Um, but I, he actually did say this one about mini retirements and the idea that you don't have to wait until you retire and work all your life towards retirement and then go have fun and then go vacation. Go do it now. Um, and that's what obviously what we advocate. So you tie that, hey, living your life now, living it in a way that makes sense, but then with your money, just being aware of it and working towards the fact that maybe you wouldn't have to keep working. So I think that leads itself into kind of this other part of the early retirement where we kind of gave you the strategy and the numbers, right? The 4% rule. Um, a, the, the biggest thing I think that people have to start doing, Jay, is, and this is hard, but this is the foundation for it all is tracking what you actually do spend because (laughs) if you don't track you have no idea this is the part that i've been dreading yeah and i used to do this in japan we heather and i would write down every single cent we tracked and since we got home we haven't and we've actually said the last month we're like we're going to start doing this again because we need to know we we need to be able to figure it out so we can plan and uh it's it's hard and it's and it's annoying but if you don't do this you're not going to be able to do anything else so it's like anything a little bit of work in the front might allow you to retire maybe 10 years earlier. Okay. I think that's worth it. So <laughs> yeah. start tracking and you can do that with any type of, now you can do a software. You can take your own spreadsheet. You can use mint. You know, there's a lot of software out there to do it, but after tracking Jay and after getting into it, I don't know if you want to give any more, um, like cut and dry kind of strategies, but we can also, no, I mean, talk I, again, about- I'm going right by that book, which is your money or your life. And they have a, a whole system where you nine you, steps. It says, right. You figure nine out what you've done and then you, track it all and then you set up this graph and it's a whole thing that I couldn't explain in this podcast right now. I'm what I really want to want to talk about is this concept that it's a thing that you can do and now some of these things these lifestyles and these ways of living can really be hidden in plain sight and I think one of our jobs here on our individual podcast and on this podcast is to just highlight some alternative lifestyles some different types of unconventional things that Maybe you take it to the extreme or maybe you take a little piece of that or whatever it is and it's just another tweak or another way to kind of add more travel into your life or create, you know, a situation where you can work from anywhere like, you know, for your whole life. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, I just wanted to bring kind of awareness around this topic because I think it's an important one. 
Yeah, and, and I think then it dovetails right into the idea that uh, of location independence and betting on yourself, which is which you know kind of one of the terms that we've come up with and we throw around is betting on yourself and why we would rather bet on our own abilities and build our own businesses and have our own products and build our own communities versus getting a paycheck from um, you know a company, which can be scary. And we're not saying everyone start doing it right now, but that's one of the things that uh, people are working towards in Location Indy and our community and, and all that is this betting on yourself because for two reasons that tie with retiring early. One, the ability to not really have any ceiling on how much you make. Now, granted, there is no floor. You're not getting a salary. So, right. So you have to be aware of that. But I think most people are aware of that. But the idea that you could really fast track this getting to that, like that 1.25 million number is crazy. So there's two ways to hit it. One is to start spending less, which we recommend and which this book will help you with. And that's all the tracking. Two is to make more money. Okay. So there's two ways you can go about it. And we recommend doing both, right? It never hurts to do both. But it's a lot harder to make a lot of money in, in kind of these traditional roles and jobs. Not everyone's job. You know, some people work in these things. They're highly volatile. But typically, this regular job, you're like, all right, I'm going to get this raise. I'm going to get this raise. I'm going to get this raise. You know, you're working your way up the ladder. When you're doing stuff that we're doing, you have the ability to make a lot more money quicker, you know, and, and this isn't get rich quick thing, but because you're doing your own thing, there are this, there is this potential. And the potential's quick- there because, it, yeah. And I'll give you just a quick example, Jay. I mean, for example, running like a live training session that I wasn't going to run for Black Friday that I just thought, hey, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to teach people about freaking fire miles. Uh, you know, it's only going to be $97 a person. So it's going to be, you know, able for most people to get it. It's not going to be a high price product, anything like that. And I was able to bring in about $15,000 for running this live session. Now it was a lot of work and I had to set it up and, you know, there's, there's costs involved, but let's say that I ended up clearing $10,000 from that session. Well, if I had a regular job, there probably wouldn't have been something that I could have got 10,000 more dollars from by implementing in less than a week and just doing it. Right. I mean, not at least as a teacher in the current job that I had. So (laughs) there's ability to make more money. And the second point that I think is really kind of works with retiring early is if you're doing something that you love and you're constantly transitioning and now I run a community and now I have this ebooks and now I might be giving lectures, you know, you're doing what you want. The idea of retirement is a lot different because you're not working towards retirement, right? You're enjoying it. You're constantly evolving and doing stuff you like. So it's, it's this idea that you probably will keep working longer because the work is actually really fun yeah, stuff you're it's, doing. it's the same idea as the location dependence. Like you were saying, you can, you have the choice, you can work from anywhere. It's like this retirement early, the mantra is kind of like you, you can choose to work, but you don't have to, if you don't want to. And you know, if you're fortunate where you have a job that you love, like we do, then we'll keep working, you know? <laughs> but like you said, it's not, you know, it's something we enjoy. So it's, it's something we're loving. And, uh, just one more thing before we go inside LI, if you're somebody who's like rolling their eyes already, like I was about doing the spreadsheets and the track and all that stuff. Cause I'm still like dreading doing it. Cause I haven't gotten totally Scared into it. I've read it. the book, but I haven't gotten into it yet. I think this is for me, the motivating force that's going to allow me to follow through with this, this time, because now I feel like I have a, a real reason to do it. And it actually gets me a little bit excited about doing it, even though I know it's going to take some time. And even though I could probably do it in a week next week. And like, if I just did that, 
because it just takes time to get organized in that way. I don't know. It's it's just a concept we wanted to put in front of you. Let us know what you think. Trav, I mean, I don't know what you I, think. I mean, I don't want to retire. Is this, is this something you're going to go for? Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I said to my buddy the other day, this is very funny, I told him, He's like, oh, you, you're just trying to get rich quick or something. I don't know. He was saying something about these Airbnb properties we're getting. He's like, oh, yeah, you're this get rich quick scheme. I'm like, get rich? I'm looking like five years down the road. I said, in five, I said, in five or seven years, I don't want to have to work. I want to have enough money put away. Basically, I want to retire early is what I said, that I don't have to work. And he goes, doesn't that sound a little weird to you? Five or seven years? Like you're talking about by 40. And I was like, No. Like, that's what's weird is that when you change your mindset, that doesn't sound weird to me. Saying I would be retired at 40 might sound weird, but saying I don't have to work if I don't want to because I have enough money saved, that doesn't sound weird because I don't envision myself retiring. But that's what I think is possible, Jay, Uh, with with tracking your spending, with being cognizant of where your money's going. Yeah, it is possible. It certainly is. It certainly is. And and we're again, we're not talking about people who are making a million dollars. Um, there's plenty of examples on Mr. Money Mustaches and in this book of people who are normal people and what they've done. And that's that's kind of what you need, right? A template of like, wait, how did this person do it? Okay, I'll take one from that person. He cut back here. All right, she cut back here. He made a little more, more money here. And you piece it together for what works for you. Yeah, and if you want to hear a little more, you can listen to the interview I did over on Zero to Travel uh, with Anita. She broke it down pretty well. We had a very interesting discussion and uh, we got about 15 seconds left, Trav. Do we have time to go inside our community location indie for a little tidbit? Going to go inside location indie very quickly. Uh, this has to do with money and this is a cool little thing that... Uh, Chris is buzzing us now. Buzzing us. Thanks, Chris. Uh, but um, anywhere, girl, Sarah B., one of our longest tenure location indie members, super active, awesome Overall, awesome person. Sarah put in a thing that says, Hey, lady entrepreneurs. Sorry, dudes. This one's specific. Um, the Girl Boss Foundation, which is a great name. The Girl Boss Foundation is giving away a $15,000 grant to a female entrepreneur. Then she links to it and she says, this is, so that's cool that inside of LI, people are like helping each other get grants and, and making people aware of stuff that's cool because I, not that I can apply for this, but I would have had no idea this existed, right? You know, there's a lot of corners to the internet that you don't uh, peruse. So it's cool that she's making aware for everyone in LI. But then she even tops it off by saying, I do grant writing for a living. So if anyone needs thoughts on an application, I'm happy to advise for free, of course. That's what it's all about. Hey, here's something that could help someone. I'm willing to help you if you need help. Go get it. Yeah, what can you say? Yeah, it's an amazing community. I got to meet Sarah when she came through Norway last year. We had a coffee together. It was awesome. And we're doing another location indie meetup with our our members uh, in early 2017 down in Austin, Texas, which is going to be great. So if you haven't checked out Location Indie yet and you're into this whole location independent scene, you want to get a little more advice around it, you just want to meet other people doing it, other like-minded people, uh, just sign up for for the emails. Get into the community, locationindie.com. We'd be thrilled to have you join us over there and keep in touch. Yeah, check it out, and maybe we'll all retire early, and then we'll just yeah. be able to hang. Then we could just do a lifelong, uh, like Mr. Money Mustache. I think a lot of his followers actually moved to Longmont, Colorado, or that area where he lives, and they have like a, it's not a commune, because they don't live together, but a, a group a of people 
Yeah, a club. Who all like, like, yeah, I want to. This is the type of life I like to lead. So let's all at least be near each other, which is pretty sweet. And if we're location dependent, we can just meet up anywhere. Yeah, so let's all do it. Why not? <laughs> five years. Giving you all five years. Checking in five years. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Appreciate it. Hopefully, this shines a light on something that you might have heard about or, or has been a thought in your brain. But this gives you some actual advice. Go read the book. Go listen to Jay's podcast. And uh, and let's all start doing this together. Thank you for joining us today. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.